Hey there, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Joshua Sheehan, and this is episode number 248. The RV Entrepreneur is a community for people who are interested in downsizing their life, creating remote income, and working from anywhere. Our goal is to support and inspire entrepreneurs in and around the RV community. This week, I'm hanging out in Montrose, Colorado at the campground that Heath and Alyssa just sold. I'm hanging out with the new owners, Scott and Taylor. Got to do some work on a backhoe out in the field. And it's been pretty cool to get back to the place where all this started, where I connected with Heath and got involved with the podcast. And now, seeing as all these different businesses are growing and expanding, it's nice to be back here. I want to reach out and do a little housekeeping ahead of time for this episode. I'm really interested in putting together a expert counsel podcast for y'all. So if you have any RV entrepreneur-related questions, go to the rventrepreneur.com slash voicemail. Leave me a voicemail with a question, and what I'll do is I'll gather all those questions together and then go out and find experts in our community that can answer them and put it together in a full expert council show, and uh, we'll see how that format goes. Getting more than just me asking the guest questions, we can get the community in asking questions as well. And also, if you have any questions for past guests, go ahead and leave those on the voicemail as well, and we'll see if we can get past guests to come on and clarify things or give a little more in-depth to the questions that you guys have. So it's not just me asking questions or Heath previously asking questions to the guests. We can get the community a little bit more involved. So again, the rventrepreneur.com slash voicemail, record a voicemail, and we'll collect those. It's put on a new version of, of podcast. We'll give it a try and see how it works out. But today we have the pleasure of talking with Kimberly Crossland. She is the founder of Roadpreneur and Cruising and Campfires, two companies that are designed to keep families together, living in freedom through travel and entrepreneurship. We dive into how Kimberly built a physical product-based business with Cruising and Campfires, stemming off an awesome experience she had and realization on a family road trip. And we also talk about how that business was adapted and morphed into a subscription-based model and why that leads to easier scheduling, less stress, and more satisfied customers than an on-demand model. Kimberly also has created an online community called Roadpreneur, where she is gathering and coaching other entrepreneurs through digital content and virtual community building. We discuss the differences, the pros and the cons to both product and digital-based businesses, and how some timing RV travel is a real sweet spot right between weekenders and full-timers. Additionally, we also cover how failing forward can grow your credibility with your community, and a few of the tech tools that allow Kimberly to scale and automate her solopreneur businesses to function at a much higher level as though they were bigger than just her. And with that, let's jump into the episode. Well, Kimberly, welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you today. You've got some businesses going on that are really intriguing to me, but give me a short rundown of, of who Kimberly is. Oh, that sounds, that's a big question. So I am a, I'm almost, I'm coming up on my 10 year anniversary of entrepreneurship. Actually, I just realized that very recently because it sneaks up on you. Right. And so I have been an entrepreneur for about 10 years. I am also a mom to two lovely little children and I have a four and a six year old. So obviously I had them in the middle of my entrepreneurial journey. And that's important, I think, for people to know, because I feel that running a business from your RV, whether it's full-time or part-time, is so akin to being a parent. Like You have to constantly be flexible. You never know what's going to come up. Breakdowns happen, meltdowns happen. You know, There's a lot of overlap there. So just a quick background on how that journey began, though, the entrepreneurial journey, <laughs> obviously. I started my career as a copywriter and a marketer. 
And it's sort of, I was sort of flung into that role after I had a boss who actually told me one, one Friday evening that he could not pay me because I was married and I had a husband to support me. And so I said, well, that's, you know, might be true, I guess, but I have shown up every single day and we had an agreement. So ultimately what I did is I said, you know what, this is not working out for me. And I found myself at my round oak kitchen tables, staring out the window saying, okay, what's next for me? And I've always had this sort of desire to, to start my own business. I thought, okay, maybe this is like my nudge into the unknown. And I took it and I did what I know how to do best. And I started a blog, started a website and just started reaching out and talking to people. And one thing led to another. And I started copywriting for one client who then referred me to another client. And then I had another client find me online and it just grew and it blossomed. And it was absolutely so much fun. It let me stay home with my children. It let me go beyond just being that weekend warrior that got to leave on long weekends when the campgrounds are packed, you know, Memorial day weekend, labor day weekend, you typically see a lot of people out there and we were able to go on sort of the off seasons and have a little bit more space and spaciousness in our life because we were able to go and stay for five or six nights instead of just a couple nights or, you know, even longer. And so now I'm in a position where I have rebranded several times. And so now I'm on my I think officially my third brand, but I have a business called Roadpreneur, which is very similar to the RV Entrepreneur, which I'm so happy to be here. And I essentially help others do the same and have that same kind of a freedom. And I do it through the lens of copywriting and, and that online marketing that you can do authentic automation in the background kind of to help you get off the ground and out into the campground. Sounds like it was a 10 year fruition, but maybe that boss's <laughs> attitude was one of the best things that ever happened to you. Absolutely. I do agree with that. And I, I still say that to this day. I mean, at the time it felt a little bit abrasive and shocking. And at the, at the same time, I'm so glad that it happened. Yeah, absolutely. Now, in addition to Ropeneur, you're also doing a physical product business as well in the RV industry. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, just being that serial entrepreneur type, I, um, we were actually, my husband and I were driving home with our two kids in the back seat. We were driving from Durango back home to Tucson, Arizona, which is where we are based. We're not a full-time family, not yet anyway, maybe someday, which is on our list of dreams, but we were driving back home. We had no cell phone service, which I think is an important note because we're so often tied to our phones, especially as entrepreneurs, but we're in this moment of absolute quiet and we're going through these gorgeous, we're on the Navajo reservation and they have just these gorgeous red rock mountains and you just drive through them and it's absolutely stunning. And I just started to think like how idyllic it was. It was just so peaceful and so calm. And our boys were in the back seat. And at the time, I think they were two and four years old, which is a lot of times whenever I had envisioned traveling with young children like that, especially on 12 hour stunts, like that we were in the middle of, I thought that it was going to be chaos in the car. And I thought it was going to be screaming and whining. And are we there yet? And that kind of a thing, but it wasn't. And they were awake, but happy. And I had one child who's doing the, you know, a little sticker book and the other child who I think he was building Legos and we were just calm. And it was this feeling that I hadn't really expected. And I realized that a lot of other families probably don't either. And I say that because 
of conversations that I've had with other parents where they just think, oh my gosh, it's a road trip. It's so hard and I'm not going to be able to push very far. And it's that hesitation on our end that causes us to stop. And so I thought, what if there was something I could do to make this lifestyle easier? I did not grow up in the RV world. The closest I came to ever RVing was we rented an RV for a family reunion and it rolled up into my grandparents' drive. We were all going to take it. And my grandma got very nervous because of all the different types of insurances and coverages and stuff that the salesperson had pushed on her. And she's, she's like, I'm just too overwhelmed to even take it. So we brought that RV back and we just road tripped it and got a hotel. And so that was the closest I ever came to it. And so since RVing, I thought this is a world that I love And I didn't even realize how much I was going to love it. I actually even took a little bit bit of convincing to even hit the road the first time with my husband. My husband's like, listen, I think you're actually going to like this a little bit more. And so when we bought the RV, I thought, okay, well, we're just going to give it a go. And that first night we didn't sleep because we actually, our first night was with a two-year-old and a five-month-old. So of course we didn't sleep. We wouldn't have slept at home, but it was fun. And it was, we got to be outside and we got to breathe the fresh air and you could walk outside in the morning and just have this total calm. And so going back to that moment, when I realized I wanted to start the physical business, which is called cruising and campfires, I looked at my husband and I said, we need to do something to give this to more people. I firmly believe that business is an act of service if you approach it the right way. And this was one way that I felt like I could serve my parents that were alongside me walking the same wild and crazy journey in the middle of 2020. And that's when we started. It was July, 2020, when this idea struck. And then October, 2020, we started a website and said, Hey, we're, we're offering these things. And it's now since grown, I've grown it in a way that will allow me to not have to constantly be on the hook to ship overnight, because when you're traveling for a few weeks at a time, of course you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So I've structured it in a way that will honor the R- my RV lifestyle while also honoring what my customers need and what my buyers come to me for. What were some of the things that you looked at when trying to set that up with a physical product? How did you make it so that it was quality controlled to your standards, but also hands off enough that you could be away for weeks at a time? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I will say that it did not happen without a lot of mistakes, which every business makes a lot of mistakes in the beginning. Well, throughout, I guess, I think all businesses make a lot of mistakes at at one point or another, but it started at first with, I would just get some samples of products. I was not developing my own at that time. I just wanted to see what would stick and what would sell. And so I'd get some samples and then I said, oh, this, this is not exactly what I was expecting. Or, you know, my husband loves gear. And so I'd have him test some things and look at some things and he'd say, you know, this headlamp is cool, but for kids, but this kind of a battery, you don't come by very often. We need one that has like more of like a AAA battery instead, things like that, that I didn't really know to think about. So we just sort of did some hands-on testing. Of course, we've got little prototypes in our own family. And so that made it kind of fun that we were able to do testing in that way. Um, But once I had the product, then I had those evergreen boxes. Well, the problem with the evergreen boxes, and I call them evergreen because they are the boxes that you can buy on evergreen. You can buy them anytime. The problem was I was on the hook then for shipping. And so if I got an order at a campground, but I wasn't going to be home for about six days and I'm, you know, small enough that I don't have a huge warehouse and a team working around the clock to ship for me, I sort of felt like that wasn't going to be possible. So instead I shifted to the subscription model very hesitantly. I will say I shifted to the subscription box model, but I did so because I knew when the shipment date was going to be more importantly, my customers knew when the shipment date was going to be. And so when they subscribe, I have it on my website. Okay. The fifth of every single month, that's when I ship the boxes, sometimes a little bit earlier. So I gave myself that buffer room 
But instead of giving myself buffer room on, you might get your box in a week or you might get it tomorrow. It was more of here's my ship date and it could come a little bit earlier. Everyone will like to get it earlier. Then nobody wants to get it late or feel like they're expecting something and then have it delivered when they're not expecting it. And that's true across all business models. You want those expectations to be aligned. And then of course you want to exceed those expectations by always offering a little bit of an extra something. So if it is a little bit early, that's that extra something of, oh, I wasn't expecting my box and yet here it is. It feels like a gift landing on my doorstep every month, even though I knew it was coming, it's now here a few days earlier. So in structuring my business that way, it was easier to be able to consistently sell, consistently generate those, that money. I was riding my bike on this late on our latest camping trip. And I got a little notice on my Apple watch that I had a, a sale and I thought, well, that's so, that's so fun. That's so awesome. So I got excited about being able to ship the box to them because I love being able to ship the box. I actually put a lot of myself into those boxes because I pack them all and, and I curate them all and I create them. I do have a product coming out. That's a kid's camping box and I create as well. And then, and, and I just, I got excited that I was going to be able to do that, but I didn't have that stress of, I have to do it right now. And oh my goodness, we're not at home and I better touch base with them. You know, it wasn't kind of that sort of stress, but it was just that, that like honor to be able to do it, I guess. And then to another, another portion of that physical business is leveraging other people's audiences or other, other stores that are already there. So one of my big visions at the very beginning, when we're driving through that, through that Navajo reservation and looking at the beautiful scenery was I wanted to have these boxes inside campsite stores. So that also to your question, alleviates that need to have to go and ship right away. But then also I'm able to reach new people and be in the moment with them. And that being in the moment is really important to me. We had several trips, of course, when you're out for a long time, or if you're a full-time family, you don't want to carry a bunch of toys, but you want to kind of fresh up the activities or, you know, add something new, especially there's certain holidays where you might want to add something new. You know, you want to just get something to break through some boredom at times. That's true, whether you're full-time or not. And so being able to be right there in that moment, they don't have to wait for me to ship something. That box is just waiting for them inside the campsite stores. That's my next iteration. I haven't, I've I have a few commitments from campsites, but I haven't actually put my boxes in their stores yet because we're, we're on the verge of that. It's coming very, very, very soon, but that's another way that I'm able to sort of scale a product-based business without always having to be on the hook for having to, you know, ship right away overnight and try and compete with Amazon, I guess. Okay. So I think you've got cruising campfires and you've got rope manure and they are so intertwined that I think going for the rest of the conversation, the questions, I'm just going to ask you the questions and then you can choose to provide examples from whichever one. Just let us know which one you're talking about because now I want to know. So Roadpreneur is a totally different business model than cruising and campfires, right? Yeah, absolutely. So Roadpreneur is it's similar in the fact that it's a membership, but I'm also, I have some courses that are going to be coming out later this year, but it is, it's all delivered digitally. And it's a very different deliverable than cruising and campfires. Cruising and campfires, I do have some overlap in the fact that they have a few printable options like road trip busy books and things like that that parents can print out and then take with them on the road. But it's a totally different deliverable in that it's all physical. Being that you've started both physical and digital, if you were to tell someone who was starting out in the entrepreneurial journey, what steps would you redo or encourage them to do to get going? Yeah, that's such a good question. So I would start digital. I think everything we're, we're so used to digital. We live in a digital world. That's where we go to research. That's where we go to find everything that we want to buy. We're so 
prone to searching on Amazon that we even search on Amazon when we're in the middle of a store on, you know, I did that yesterday, actually. So I would definitely start on a digital trajectory that can be leading into any kind of a physical product, or it can be leading into more digital deliverables, more a membership or a course or whatever that might be. But having a digital presence is so important because whether or not we like it, people are looking for us online. They're looking for us on social media. They're looking for our website. They're looking for any kind of social proofing where they can understand our business better. In addition to that, people like to work with people and they like to buy from people and being able to have a podcast like this, where we are actually with people in, I don't want to call them intimate moments, but it can be kind of intimate. Sometimes people listen to uh, a podcast when they're out for a walk and they're just alone and they just want to kind of clear their head, but they also want something going on in their ears, if that makes sense. And so they, they'll pop in a podcast to just sort of listen and, and focus in on something and just be able to take a breath from whatever else is happening. That is a very easy way to get in front of people and to help somebody get to know you a little bit better because you're there with them in that moment and they're hearing your voice. There's a lot of power in the human voice. You can really get to know somebody through their human voice. I mean, there's a reason why we have Alexa, for example, and Siri, they have that voice and you know that voice. That voice is, is so familiar that there's a, there's a reason and the psychological reason that these brands have created something like this. It goes beyond just ease for us. It's also that interconnection to your brand. And so as you're getting started, having some way to produce content where somebody can get to know you, whether it's through a podcast, whether it's through content, it can be a written voice as well on a blog or on video. I know video can feel very overwhelming for a lot of people. Obviously that's, I, you're the pro on video. I am not the pro on video. So all video questions, send them to Joshua, but I, I love being able to connect with people in any kind of a capacity where they're getting to know you and you're able to have this like almost conversational approach with them. So as you're getting started, having that conversation wherever you feel the most comfortable is really important. And I say, wherever you feel the most comfortable, I kind of want to get out the highlighter and highlight that because it's so, that is probably the number one place where people stop and they say, oh my gosh, I've got to put myself out there. And all these mindset things start to creep in. What are people going to think of me? What are my friends going to think of me? What if I, I'm too self-promotional? What if I, what if I fail publicly? What if people see me flop? And I have a few points to that, but I will say the biggest point is that a, you're going to flop and it's okay. And nobody's really going to notice nearly as much as we think. And B people don't want to be best friends with somebody who's absolutely perfect all the time. Letting your failures, you know, any of your shortcomings show is okay. It's absolutely okay. And it kind of makes you even more personable. When you say, oh, that was a mistake. I didn't quite do that the way that, or that didn't go quite as planned. It's okay. You don't have to highlight where you don't want to highlight it, or you can use it to your advantage and say, you know, this is what I learned from it. I actually just did that within our, my community, my roadpreneur community, which is the business side of things. I did that a few months ago and I had, I started this launch kind of, it was literally on a Saturday morning when I thought, you know what, I'm seeing a lot of people do this approach in February of it's 28 days. And so 28 days to some kind of a result. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do something around this. And I went out and I did a free free challenge, a free workshop series. It wasn't really a challenge, but every Tuesday I was going to deliver a little bit of content. I already had that content from within my membership. And so I just kind of pulled out a little bit of it to give them a taste. And I thought this is going to be a really fun way to give people a taste of what is inside and just hopefully get them in the door. Halfway through the month, I realized that 
my approach to it was not right. And it wasn't the approach of the 28 day challenge or 28 days to a result or workshop series. It was what that end result was going to look like. And I chose something that felt a little bit overwhelming. And that goes directly against where my customers were at the time. Emotionally, they wanted my customers are, are people who want ease and they want simplicity. They're our veers and that's what we want in life. We just want things to feel good and easy and light. And I was saying, add something, add something, add something, and I'm going to get you more and more and more and more. And even though that more ideally was going to lead to less, the messaging did not come across. And so what I did inside my community is I went back and I said, you know what? I made a mistake and this is what I've learned from it. And I think it's actually a really good lesson. And I I feel that, and I got very vulnerable with it and it was okay that I think that, I think I know based on the feedback that I got anyway, the people who did respond to me about it directly was they, it was a lot of support and a lot of like, oh my goodness, thanks for saying that I hadn't really thought about it in that way. And I can see how I can use this going forward in my business. And so those learning moments going back to your question about getting started and and where you should take those first steps is just let yourself fail and it's okay. And it's not really fail. Just let yourself learn. And you only learn by doing, and you only learn by taking those first steps and putting yourself out there without doing that. Then you're never going to have that proof of concept. You're going to always be in your head and you're going to start to live with these regrets of what if, what if, what if, and that's just going to eat away with at you after a while. Absolutely. That's great advice. Fail. Fail first, fail often, and move on. Yeah, exactly. So I think sometimes when we think about RV entrepreneurs, we immediately jump to people who are living on the road full-time running a business, and that is 100% accurate. But I think it also applies to people who are not full-timing, they're doing some time or big stints of time. Why is part-timing working well for your family now? And what flexibility are you building into your business? Because you said earlier that you may want to go full-time in the future to allow you to switch back and forth between the style of RVing that you're doing. Yeah, it's a really good question. And I fully agree with you. I actually, that was a huge hesitation of starting a brand called Roadpreneur. I was afraid everyone's going to think I'm full-time and I don't ever want to misrepresent myself or my brand. And so, um, but there's such a beautiful gap. I'm going to get to the answer to your question in a second, but I do want to address this gap in the RVing world that I don't feel like we talk about enough. And that is we have the weekend warriors. Those are the people who are able to, or want to go out just for a quick weekend, Memorial days, or whenever they have a long weekend, I say Memorial day because it's coming up and that's like technically the kickoff to camping season. I don't know who decided that, but that's just kind of (laughs) what it's called, I guess. But there's a lot of these long weekends where people go out and they decide I'm going to take a, use my three day and have two nights at the campground. And then you have the full-time, the full-timers obviously, which is a totally different spectrum. There's so much beauty in that middle ground of, I just want to go out for a couple of weeks and I just want to go out for, or even just one week at a time. And in doing so, you're able to push further than you would have if you were just going out on a weekend, but you're not committing to, to being full-time yet. For us, the decision has a, it's just, it's something we talk about frequently (laughs) and I don't feel like I've got a great answer for why we're not there yet. Other than it's just a choice where we feel that this is This is where we want to be for our family right now, where we're able to go out a lot longer at a time. And I have built that into my business where I'm able to do that and sort of set up myself so that I can take that pause and just know I'm shipping those subscription boxes on by the 
25th of the month. I have a PO box. The inventory can go safely there if I need to ship it, you know, while we're gone. But I, I like having this home base because we're very close to our family, which is nice for us. Uh, I know that's not the case for everybody. Some people don't mind traveling for a little bit longer or they have other ways to get home to their family. And so full-time could work well for them. And, um, but for us personally, we like to be close to our family. We also would not mind <laughs> being able to fly home to, to see them or spend longer times wherever they are. Cause we've got family all over the country. So that's also where full-timing would work out really well. But yeah. I don't really feel like I've got a good answer to the personal side of things other than we're talking about it. And it's something that is definitely on our radar and looks very desirable, but we just don't feel like we are ready to take that next step yet, but that doesn't mean we're not going to. So in terms of setting up my businesses, so we are able to, I've answered that for cruising and campfires and that I have the subscription model via my website, and then I'm going to have the boxes in this, in the campsite shops. And so it'll be a little bit of a different approach instead of that on-demand shipping direct to customer, it's going to be, um, business to business, which is going to be bulk shipping to get the orders to those, to those campsite stores. And then of course the predictable shipping every single month or every single quarter with the, the different subscription boxes that I have. And then for roadpreneur, I can truly do that one from everywhere. And so I have a series that's actually coming up. It's a free series. That's going to help kind of shine a light on exactly how I set up my business so that it adds that ease and that flow. So I don't feel like I'm on this constant hamster wheel of content creation, or I'm constantly having to show up on lives and, and do all these in-person classes or whatever it is, the way that I've structured it and it's, it's ready for me to do full-time if I were to do full-time, but the way that I've structured it is I have one call a month within the membership. And so that's only one hour a month where I'm required to have internet access and be on call the rest of the time. I should say stable internet access. The rest of the time I can schedule things out the way that I do my deliverables every single month is that I have a portal where all the, all the materials go. So they're housed somewhere where my members can go and they can access them. I have a portal where they can go and log in and see all the past stuff. That, and I have a portal that has all the different trainings that are available to them as soon as they sign up. That does not require me to have internet access to get that to them. I have, there's a beautiful app called Zapier. It's free and I recommend it to everybody where you can actually connect all these different platforms. We live in such a world of such a huge tech stack where there's so many different mm -hmm. platforms. We got our email marketing, talking to our, our landing pages, talking to social, talking to, you know, the platforms wherever we house our content. It's just, there's so much out there. And so Zapier helps to bridge those gaps and connect those different platforms. And so I have a zap, as I call it, set up between when you sign up on my website, you immediately get access to the membership portal you also get put on my email list and then thus you get put into an onboarding sequence, which will help you to get your feet wet, get familiar with it without me having to be there to hold your hand. And it'll feel ideally, it feels like I'm there sort of holding your hand and welcoming you inside. We also have a community and the way that this community has come together, I, Joshua, it is beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful the way these people interact. And you know a lot about this because you have created some outstanding communities. That's how we met. It's just so amazing to see how people support one another, especially online when you typically think of 
there's a lot of trolls online and we all know that, but there's also a lot of people who are just ready to cheerlead the heck out of you and support you and offer feedback and lift you up when you're feeling a little bit down. That's why I love the the RV content creators group that you've made and the RV entrepreneur group as well. I mean, there's people who are just excited for you and they just want you to do well. And they also don't mind saying masterminding a little bit with you and saying, Oh, what if you tried this? So maybe this is a different approach. You're doing great, but maybe let's see how this works for you. And oh, by the way, come back and share your results. Things like that go a really long ways. But again, I don't need to be in there all the time because the way that we've set the culture of that community up is that everybody is there cheerleading each other on and they're happy to do that. And so if I have, if I don't have internet for a few days, it's okay because I know that they're still going to be supportive and get that support. And, and, and honestly, it actually, I think is valuable for me to take a step back because that intermingling and that, that cheerleading, that masterminding when people are on that same path as you and that same journey as you, it's not about tell me what to do. It's about let's experiment together and link arms. And we're just going to go take on the world, which is a very different mindset. And I think it allows you to do a lot of those mindset things that I talked about earlier. It allows you to fail forward. It allows you to feel comfortable. Like this could go terribly, but let's do it. We're doing it together. Maybe we'll all fail and maybe we're all going to win. I don't know. We're going to see. So it's, it's just kind of a fun approach, I guess, and a fun culture online. Yeah, definitely. Now, I hope my question about full-timing didn't put too much undue pressure on you, but I wanted to highlight <laughs> that you don't have to be full-time. I think there's a lot of examples out there that if you ask a lot of full-timers, are they going to be full-timing forever? The answer is no. And so you got to future-proof yourself, future-proof your business and your lifestyle, knowing that this is just one season of your life. There's very few people who are on the road for 20 years. And so I think you're hitting that, that sweet spot of being able to go out for longer periods of time by making your business flexible and intentional to support that, while also taking advantages of the sticks and bricks and a local community and being able to be in your family. So it was not definitely not pressure on you to, hey, when are you going full-time, but more to highlight, hey, there is a, a really big section here that is more than just weekenders, but not 100% full-time travel that is really kind of a sweet spot if you can make it work for yourself. So thank oh. you for sharing that. And I, I just want to point that out that it's not always all or nothing. There is a gradient and a scale. And I think as entrepreneurs, we can find ways to create our business to fit within every aspect of that scale. You just have to be clear and realize where your intention is to be within that spectrum. Oh, absolutely. And I I didn't take it that way at all. I think it's a great question. I'm really glad you're shining a light on it because it is a conversation that needs to be had. And I also agree with you. Clear is kind. And also clear can be very attractive because people want leaders. People want someone to say, give, give you, I guess that permission slip that you can go and do that. And you can take a few weeks off and you, without it being a big thing and you can let your business continue to run without you having to constantly be in it. Cause that's not sustainable either. Just like, you know, you said there's a lot of full-timers that don't do it forever. Don't want to do it forever. And it's very few and far between where you have people who are doing it for decades. Well, the same is true with entrepreneurs. I I've talked to some entrepreneurs who've done some pretty incredible things in their life and they're burnt out and they're exhausted. And that flies in the face of everything that we talk about here at, at, well, I talk about it, Roadpreneur, and you talk about it, RV Entrepreneur, that it, it doesn't have to be that way, right? It doesn't have to, there, there is seasonality, just like there is seasonality to life. Like you said, there's also seasonality to business. And the fact that you can give yourself a permission slip to 
take a step back and breathe and not feel like you have to be on this hamster wheel and things can be stable in your business, but they don't always have to be go, go, go and hustle, hustle, hustle. You know, I like the hustle culture for some things. I think that, yes, you do have to hustle at times. Yes. You do have to put in the work. It's not going to, you're, I never, ever, ever want people to think there's going to just be this overnight success. And it's just easy because I think that's very toxic. And I see that all over the place in the, in the online entrepreneurial world of, of this overnight success. Well, Oh, I made a $27 offer and suddenly I had $6,000 sales in one month. And then I doubled it next month. It's just that simple, but it's not because there's a lot that goes into it. And so when we, when we start to give light to that, that there is a lot of work that has to go into it, but there's also that permission to take a step back and sometimes regroup yourself energetically and emotionally and, and just get clear headed on things. Really good things can come of that too. So it's really this ebb and flow that we need to embrace. Absolutely. So you mentioned Zapier, you've got your hand in physical products, digital products, digital deliverables, time deliverables, what are some of the, the tech tools, I guess, that you use to make sure that you've got all this stuff covered? Because you're right, there's so many platforms out there. Are there certain things that you've not necessarily gone all in on because you can pivot at any point, but right now, things that are working for you that allow you to maybe maximize your time, be one person, Kimberly, doing work, but then it, it multiplies and, and allows you to do the work of, of multiple people and, and allows your business to function as if it were larger. Yeah, that's a, another really good question. You're full of good questions. So Zapier obviously is one of them, but that's sort of that middle ground and you have to have the other tools that connect that it connects to. Let me start first with my content. I have a podcast and I host it on Anchor, which is a free podcasting platform. I will say that I don't love it. I also really don't hate it, but it's available and it's a great stepping stone for people who are dabbling in content creation, specifically with podcasting. That automatically will sync up with WordPress, which is where my blog will very soon be housed. I'm working on getting that set up on the back end. So I use WordPress for my blog. I have experimented with a lot of different types of websites. I keep coming back to WordPress just because it does integrate so well with all these other platforms. And it's again, it's a like, not a love kind of a platform, but it's the best out there right now. I feel I also have my other website on lead pages, which I really like. I like lead pages because it's simple. It's easy to use and you can integrate so many other different tech tools with it. So I integrate my convert kit with it, which is nice. Convert kit is my email marketing software. I like convert kit specifically because of the different visual automations that you can use, or basically you can set up those customer journeys. So like I said, when somebody signs up and I don't have internet access, signs up for my Roadpreneur community, which is my membership, and I don't have internet access, they still feel like I'm there walking alongside them, welcoming them in. And then in reality, I am. It's that authentic automation. You know, you're you're still going to be hearing my words. It's still going to be my written voice in your inbox. You're still going to be hearing from me in some capacity, even though it's not going to be me immediately on the phone calling you, which I don't think anyone really would actually want that, but it's still going to have that. I still have that ability to automate the journey for them and walk alongside them. And then when they hit reply to an email, which is something that I ask them to do, then it will be me responding directly to them when I'm able to have internet access. And I'm very clear about sometimes I don't have internet access. And so you might not hear from me from a few days for a few days and 
that's okay. That's part of being the roadpreneur. That's part of me setting up my personal boundaries, but then also setting up my business boundaries where they know what to expect from me. The same is true for them. I have members that will go off grid for a month. And so I know that they're gone. And while I'm still able to hold them accountable and they still tell me that they're gone, then it's nice to be able to have that like, okay, this is why she's not responding to me right now. For example, I know where she's at and she's doing well. And here I have set her up with the tools that she needs that I've promised to her and she's good to go. In terms of those tools, I deliver those on Member Vault. I this is another one that I really like Member Vault. I've been with Member Vault for a few years, and Member Vault is basically a place where you can house your content. They have what they call a binge and buy strategy, which I think is kind of fun, specifically for lower tier or lower cost items. But I am going to be putting my higher priced courses in there as well. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs that do too, but basically what I like about on member vault is where you can put video, you can put files like PDF worksheets. I always like those. And you can also put written content into one platform and you can either have it go out on specific dates. So if you're going to have it drip out, it's nice. You can say, okay, every Tuesday, I'm going to deliver you X, Y, Z. You're going to get a new module, or you're going to get a new lesson, or you're going to get whatever it is. Again, you don't have to be there to do that and have to be there at 6 a.m. on Tuesday morning, uploading all that stuff. You can schedule it out ahead of time mm -hmm. and it still will be that promise deliverable at that promised time without you having to always be there and connected and make sure you have internet access at that time. I keep coming back to internet access because that's a big thing in the RV world. You don't always have the most stable internet connection. <laughs> so I use that. And then you can also have these, you know, free signups where they can sign up and just get stuff right away. So it doesn't always have to be the date drip approach, or you can have it go over a timed period. So if you say, when you sign up, I'm going to give you daily for a week, you're going to be getting a new lesson or a new module or something given to you. I'm going to be doing that at the end of this month, but I'm scheduling it out ahead of time so that it automatically will unlock after they sign up. Okay. Day one, you're going to get that the very first day you sign up day two, you're going to get that the second day you sign up. And even if you sign up in the middle of that week, we're still going to be on that same path. So you can sort of choose your cadence for how you deliver it with, again, not having to always be on or showing up right at that same time and having to manually do all these things. It lets you automate in a way that, that feels good for you, but then also feels really good for your customer because they know exactly what to expect. Um, in terms of social media, that one is kind of a pill and I've yet to find one that I've a platform that I absolutely love in terms of scheduling out social media. I am right now in between Planoli. I never say that one, right? Planoli and Tailwind. Those are two apps that will scale or uh, schedule out different social media posts and then post them whenever you want. But again, I'm not really, I haven't found one that I absolutely love. So I'm sort of still tinkering with that and experimenting mm -hmm. with it, but it's definitely one where I would love to find. If you have an app that you love, I'm all ears on, on what that might look like. I don't. I am behind the ball on the scheduling of anything. All of the stuff that I'm doing at the moment is, you know, we schedule out the podcast, but everything else is kind of, I publish it live. So I was very interested to hear some of those tactical apps and, and different things. And I want to point out to everyone too, that, you know, those are at the time of this recording next week, hey, we could find a better app. So do your research and things change super rapidly in, in the tech space. I want to jump a little bit to You've started several businesses. How has becoming an entrepreneur been a struggle in relationship to your family life? We know as entrepreneurs, 
that takes a certain mindset. Your brain just thinks a little bit differently. And the benefit of that is it, it, it thinks differently. The, the con is I found most entrepreneurs have a hard time turning it off. And so building these businesses from your home that can be mobile, what kind of struggles has that presented for your family life? And if you've come up with any solutions or ways to resolve some of that, feel free to go into that as well. Yeah, I love that. I It absolutely is different. Uh, we do think differently. You do have a hard time turning off your brain at times. And yet you have to give yourself that permission to do it. That's why I actually really like being able to push further and be gone for longer, which seems a little bit counterintuitive. You would think, I, I think from all the movies that we've seen, right? Like Elf, the, the dad can't take off on Christmas Eve night. And finally is like, I've had it. I'm done. You, I have to be able to take off on Christmas Eve night. We, we have a hard time wanting to go for longer because it, causes a little bit of a panic inside of us to think, okay, I'm on vacation and I really want to put my phone down, but I'm going to have to keep a pulse on everything. And if I don't, then what's going to happen? Or on the flip side of that, you start to think I've set everything up. And when I'm gone, I'm just going to be rolling in it. And I'm going to come back to all these notifications that people bought for me. And then if they don't buy from you, then you feel like you've completely dropped the ball and I should not have gone on vacation. You have this, you know, this kind of regretful period. Mm -hmm. So it is that, that constant tug of war within your, your own mindset when you go off grid. And when I say off grid, I mean, like don't have cell phone service off grid. I know there's a few, you can go off grid with not having, you know, electricity and water and any hookups, but this is when I say go off grid, I mean, nothing like you cannot even log in with your cell phone that can cause a little bit of a panic too. So we did, we do this a couple of times a year. We'll go where there's literally no internet access and it's a great way to check yourself. And it's a great way to really realize how addicted we become to being so tethered to our phones and being so tethered to, you know, to everything that we have going on in our business. And when you start to realize that, then you start to, I, I guess, self-identify with how much you need those breaks. And so when I say to push for further and push for longer, the reason why this matters so much to me specifically in the entrepreneurial world is because of, like you said, it's hard to turn it off and we have to force ourselves to turn it off. We have to force ourselves to leave our phone somewhere where we cannot look at it and really breathe and soak in life because nobody looks back and is like, I'm so glad I answered that email on that trip at 5 a.m., when everybody else is asleep. No, you want to be able to also sleep and let yourself rest and give yourself permission to just be or go hiking without feeling like I got to rush back to a zoom call or, you know, things like that. So being able to turn it off is not easy. One of the things that I've found that really helps me is journaling. And I'm not actually a journaler in the sense where I, I think a lot of people do, where I just like let my thoughts flow, or I have a very open-ended question, I will journal on my own to-do list. And to me, that's actually very therapeutic. So I, I left my phone at home that here's a little story. I left my phone at home a few days ago and I was going to pick up my son. And I thought, I, this is when I have, like, I usually have 10 minutes on my phone and sometimes I'll record a reel at this time. Or sometimes I will, you know, just cause being the perk to having a business or two businesses that revolve around being in a car or an entrepreneurial world, or like, I'm sorry, a road trip type world. The perk to that is that I get to record a lot of reels from my car, which is very quick and easy to do. <laughs> you don't have to have this like gorgeous backdrop. So there's a little behind the scenes, but I didn't have my phone. And I thought, 
oh my gosh, okay, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to sit here for five minutes and I feel like I'm losing some kind of productivity. And I thought, what is wrong with me? That's the opposite effect that I should be having right now. I should be grateful that my phone is at home and and I can just sort of look out the window and maybe I'll see like a bobcat walk by because that's where we live. There's a lot of bobcats. And instead what I did is I was like, no, I'm feeling still a little bit anxious. Like I want to get all these things that are going on in my head out somehow. And so instead of reaching for my phone, I reached for a pen and a paper. And that's what I've done on camping trips too, especially when we don't have internet access. I actually subscribe to a journal. This is not a plug for them. I guess it is kind of a plug. So I like them. I'm not an affiliate or anything like that, but I subscribe to a planner. That's also a journal every single month called Silk and Sonder. And it's a beautiful journal and it lets you have not only your to-do list, it has that typical planner layout, but it also has like a coloring sheet. And it also, you know, for adults, not for children's like small little lines, but my kids like to help me with it too. It also has like little prompts of like goal setting and reflective things like, okay, where did you, what did you do well this month? What did you not do well this month? And so I'll bring that along with me on trips too. It kind of lets me feel like I'm still being productive, even if I can't log in. And, and it also gives me that ability to have that feeling of productivity without always having to be tethered to my phone and not without always having to feel like, okay, I've got to check in on this. I'm going to go check on my payment system. When am I going to have my next, when are those balances going to be paid out to me? When am I going to, how many people unsubscribe from that email list? Do I need to send another one? Do I need to resend? You know, it calms all of that, the tediousness and lets me kind of hover back up at that 30,000 foot level and say, okay, what's going well? What's not going well? What do I need to get done? Where's my to-do list? I can just get it out of my head. Stop thinking about it. It's there. I know what I'm going to have to tackle when I'm sitting at my computer next. And I can just really relax. Wow. Awesome. There's a lot to think about there. You are a wealth of knowledge. And I think we just started to chip away at the top of the iceberg, not quite understanding how much more is ready to, to float up to the top. You have built some great businesses that I think allow you a ton of flexibility in your life. What do you see for the future? I see more of the same and I love it. I, I absolutely love having this, the same lifestyle of being able to show up and serve. You know, I said that at the beginning of this podcast, I truly believe that business is an act of service and being able to continue to show up and serve in a way that encourages families to hit the road with more ease and more confidence that they can push further and see more and experience more on the cruising and campfire side of things, or to help others experience the same lifestyle by showing them how to build a business and, and helping them build that business where I'm teaching them how to write copy that will convert. And so they can also know that their words are actually making a difference when they're off grid and they're, and they're out, you know, exploring mountain biking or hiking or whatever it is that they like to do to me that there's just no better joy than that. And so I'm going to continue to lean into all of it. I, like I said, I have a few courses coming out. I, can, cannot stop thinking about the idea of doing like a live two to three day event where really just roll up our sleeves together and get stuff done together. And then after that, reward yourself with one or two weeks away <laughs> where you can totally unwind and say, okay, I did it. This is out. And I feel like I can be more calm and, and more collected and, and have a very clear path to how to move forward. I'd love to be able to do something like that. And then just continuing to travel with my family, experience new things and continue to hit the road as often as we possibly can. Cause there's no stopping us there. Awesome. Well, I want to be respectful of your time. Go ahead and let everyone know where they can find all of your different products, all of your different services and the best places to do that online. 
Oh, thank you. Okay. So for roadpreneur, I'm, I have so much, like you said, so for roadpreneur, <laughs> I have a podcast as well. It's just called the roadpreneur podcast. Um, you can also go to my website, roadpreneur.com. And I have a few free things that are waiting there for you. You never know what it's going to be, but always I will have the roadpreneur roadmap waiting there for you. And then I'm also on Instagram at roadpreneur on Facebook at roadpreneur. And I have a Facebook group for the roadpreneur podcast listeners, as well as my roadpreneur community. That's my membership where every month I give you a marketing calendar, copy writing templates that correspond with that calendar to make it as easy as possible for you to plug everything in and continue to hit the road and just know that you have, you have a starting point for all of your marketing without having to constantly be on that hamster wheel. Then for cruising and campfires, I'm obviously over at cruisingandcampfires.com and on Instagram at cruising and campfires and on Facebook at cruising and campfires. And I think that's about it (laughs) for cruising and campfires. Awesome. I will make sure to put all of those links into the show notes. So if you guys are interested in connecting with Kimberly and checking out some of her stuff, head to the show notes and you can find all those links. Kimberly, thank you for taking the time out of your day. I know you're busy with two young, two young boys. And uh, I really appreciate you talking with us here. Like I said, I feel like we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg of the knowledge that you can provide. And guys, if you're interested in getting diving more into, which I think you are, if you're listening to this podcast, head on over and listen to Kimberly's podcast as well. I've been listening and I thoroughly enjoy the episode. So thank you for your time and we'll see you on the road. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Kimberly. The things she's doing over at Roadpreneur and with Cruising and Campfires and the physical product-based business are really cool. I think as a parent to young kids walking into a campground that has a kind of a activity box that you can buy is really cool. We've used subscription boxes in the past and they've been super awesome. But now that we're on the road, it doesn't really work. We almost would have to pay double shipping to send it to our escapees address and then have it forwarded every once in a while. But if we could go into a business and a campground office and pick up those same boxes, that's a really cool idea. And I'm, I'm really interested to see how it plays out in the future for her. I think if you're listening to this podcast and you're in the RV entrepreneur community, you're really going to gain a lot of value from listening to Kimberly as well, getting a different perspective and hearing from her in the roadpreneur community and podcast. So definitely check out the show notes to go check out her group and her membership and her podcast. I've been listening to the podcast again since she published it, and I'm really enjoying gathering things from her experiences and her perspectives. Again, if you have any questions that you want answered to, to go with our test trial of a expert counsel type show, go to the rventrepreneur.com slash voicemail and let's get some of those voicemail questions in so we can try out this new new form of show. If you're not already in the RV Entrepreneur Facebook group, I encourage you to check that out as well. A lot of offline conversations, questions, crowdsourcing that happens in there. And you can find that by searching Facebook or go to the rventrepreneur.com slash Facebook group. And that's all I have for today. I will see you on the next one. Happy trails. Happy trails.